This is Keep On Cooking, a podcast for people who love cookbooks and want to know more about the authors. It's also a great place to get a weekly dose of culinary inspiration to keep things pumping in the kitchen. So grab a cookbook and keep on cooking. I'm Dustin Harder, and this is Keep On Cooking. Hello, and welcome to Keep On Cooking, the only podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks. I'm your host, Dustin Harder, and it's just me, only me. I've been buzzing around today. I am finally back on my feet, everybody, and I am just like in the kitchen, uh, meal prep and recipe test and doing all the things that I haven't been able to do for the last month uh, or month and a half even because of recovery. So I'm so excited. I got a green smoothie by my side. I got great a great big delicious bowl ready for lunch with cauliflower and carrots and tofu and lettuce, all the good things. And then I just meal prepped oatmeal for all, all sorts of things. I'm just like so happy to be back up and running. Um, but today... I, you know, I've mentioned that I recently went through all of my cookbooks, all 276 of them, narrowed it down to 226. And in there, I remember when I first got on my little food and fitness journey about six years ago, I ordered a bunch of different protein cookbooks. And I remember being so disappointed because Every single one of them, none of them showed me the macros, not one of them, which when you are specifically on eating specific foods for fitness purposes, you're looking at the protein. Now, listen, this is not a this is where you get your proteins from sort of episode with me being like, okay, here's the answer to the protein question. Because if you've been at the vegan table long enough, you know, that question is ridiculous. We get protein from all sorts of sources. Um, But I'm not going to deep dive into that. This book will likely we're going to get enlightened here, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here to say if you are trying to I, you get your protein, but if you are trying to get, you know, an excessive amount, I say excessive because when you're on a certain fitness regimen, like people get confused about protein because they think they need to eat so much because people tell them they have to eat so much. And I still remember Jenna Hamshaw was on a while ago and she's a registered dietitian. And I said, people don't have problems getting protein actually. And she disagreed with me and I didn't challenge it. I said, okay, you know, like you're the guest, whatever you say, of course, you know, Um, because also it's subjective to whatever clients she's seeing. But I kind of wanted to be like, no, in the general world, most people are getting enough protein and, and vegans are not getting, there's no protein deficiency going on. However, all that to say, now that I've started this controversial topic by myself here, (laughs) all that to say, if you are on a fitness journey, and you are increasing your program, uh, your protein for the program you're on, for the fitness program you're on, it is very frustrating to get all these vegan protein books and not one of them is listing how many grams of protein are in the serving in the recipe. So when I was going through my cookbooks, um, I found a couple of those protein ones that I dare not mention their name and I got rid of them. I was like, I'm done with these. I'm not going to cover them. I don't want people to get these thinking, you know, if you are doing some sort of fitness program and you want to up your protein, I don't want you to get those because you, if you're getting a cookbook that says protein on it, you shouldn't have to plug that into my fitness pal is my personal viewpoint on this. So as I'm picking the protein books up and looking through them, 
Um, I then realized that, uh, of course, there is one by Miss Robin Robertson called the Plant Protein Revolution Cookbook, released in 2020 by the Queen Robin Robertson. Now, I've spoke of Robin Robertson on this podcast. I've covered probably two or three of her books, I think, previously. I know I did the mac and cheese book. I did a slow cooker book. I think I did another one by her, and I got a whole stack by her, so they're going to come. And if you're like, why isn't she on there? I have messaged her. Her and I are friendly. We're lovely, but she is not interested in the public eye in being on the podcast. So I take great joy in covering her cookbooks because she's fabulous. She's smart. She does the work. She does the testing. She's got the history to back it up, and she writes a damn good book. So I love covering her books on this podcast. So when I opened this book that I received as a review copy now four years ago, um, I was overjoyed to see that she includes the macros on every single recipe. Of course, Queen Robertson does. Of course she does. She's not going to let us down. So if you are looking for a book, a vegan cookbook about vegan protein, we're going to dig in here and see what sorts of recipes are in here. But I'm telling you right now, it can't go, you can't go wrong with Robin and she's going to point in the direction here with protein options. And she's also going to give you the numbers, baby. What you're really interested in is how many grams of protein. I opened it up right now to noodle salad with edamame and sesame dressing. This bad boy has 24 grams of protein per serving. You see what I'm saying? So she's going to get you covered in here a little bit about Robin. If you don't know about her, let me tell you, of course, you can go back and find those uh, three previous episodes four previous three two episodes i think it must be three i think it's three three i think three all right so robin robertson has worked with food for more than 30 years as a restaurant chef cooking teacher and food writer a longtime vegan robin is the author of more than 25 cookbooks everybody uh including the best-selling vegan planet fresh from the vegan slow cooker one dish vegan 1000 vegan recipes Quick Fix Vegan, and Vegan Mac and Cheese. Robin has written regular columns for Veg News Magazine and Vegetarian Times, as well as feature articles for Cooking Light, among others. In addition to writing her own cookbooks, she has written the recipes for several well-known authors, including the How Not to Die Cookbook, the How Not to Diet Cookbook, follow-up cookbooks to Dr. Michael Greger's best-selling books. Robin is active on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Pinterest, or as RuPaul says, Pinterest. Her website is www.robinrobertson.com. Now, that's interesting because I know her... Um, it doesn't say what her Instagram handles are in here, but last I checked it, it was Food Without Borders, and I don't think she's that active, uh, not to throw shade on this. Um, robinrobertson.com, because I think it also used to be foodwithoutborders.com, but it's robinrobertson.com, so you can find out more about her there. Okay, so let's talk about protein power. The pr plant protein revolution cookbook supercharge your body with more than 85 delicious vegan recipes made with protein rich plant-based ingredients here we go protein power whether you are new to a vegan or other meatless diet and are wondering where you will get your protein or if you have been eating a plant-based diet for years and want to up your protein game for better fitness and health this book delivers exactly what you need best-selling author robin robertson is at the vanguard of the plant 
protein revolution, the exciting movement that has discovered just how much protein there is in plant-based foods, from vegetables and fruits to nuts, seeds, grains, and beyond. In these pages, Robin introduces you to all of the most powerful protein-packed plant-based foods and serves up more than 85 thoroughly delectable recipes, each one accompanied with complete nutritional data. Each one accompanied with complete nutrition de- nutritional data, I'm just going to say it again, that will give you all the protein you need any day of the week. Okay, so let's take a closer look in here. Uh, so she's got a great uh, rundown in here of different proteins in different categories like beans and legumes and high-protein plant foods like beans, legumes, soy foods, tofu, tempeh, edamame, grains, nuts, seeds, nuts and seed butters, many vegetables and fruits, and nutritional yeast. She goes through the grains in here. She goes through all those. She lists all those details on all those great things for you. She even has a page where she breaks down some of the protein content in all of them. So you can really have a quick guide to how much protein, how many grams of protein. Like for example, it says uh, edamame shelled and cooked one cup, 17 grams of protein. Uh, artichoke, one medium, 3.4 grams of protein. Uh, plant milks, almond, one cup, two grams of protein. So she really sort of gets into that, which is lovely. A little, a little quick uh, sort of uh, guide for you there. I'm going to take a sip of my green smoothie. Okay. So that's chapter one. Gives you an intro to all that good, good stuff right there. And uh, chapter two starts out with appetizers and snacks. Hummus among us, edamame guacamole. So there we're punching up that guacamole with some edamame. Everything cheesy wheel, sunflower crusted cashew cheddar, foie gras, two bean nachos, country style lentil pate, Little lentil balls, roasted smoky chickpeas, baked tofu and peanut sauce, sweet and spicy mixed nuts. Let's check out this everything cheesy wheel, babies. Are you into it? Ooh, it looks so good. Yeah, I love me a little homemade cheese wheel. I really do. There's just something great about it. Now, this has per serving. So how many servings do we have here? So we've got six servings in this. One serving is 90 calories. You got four grams of protein in that. We're looking at cashews in this, nutritional yeast, lemon juice, miso paste, onion powder, garlic powder, sea salt, and then you're coating it with everything bagel seasoning. I'm not joking you. I'm putting a little tab on this. I'm going to make it. It just looks easy and it looks delicious. Uh, What else do we got in here? Let's look at the baked tofu with peanut sauce, shall we now? I don't, you know, she's got the foie gras on here. Let's, I, I personally do not need foie gras. But for those of you that do, she says this delectable spread is packed with flavor and protein. Plan to make it a day before serving to allow the flavor to intensify. This recipe makes a lot, about four cups, but it freezes well. It's also fantastic to use on the banh mi sandwiches on page 82 in place of the tofu. Well, that's a lovely multi-purpose use for this uh, foie gras on here. Looks like it's got a base of mushrooms and lentils and walnuts. That checks out. Um, see, I would just call it a lentil walnut dip. I, I, but, you know, if you're into the, the foie gras, that's your thing, you know? Also, if I liked foie gras, I'd probably call it foie gras. Or faux gras, uh, she's calling it. I should, I should call it what it is. Faux gras is what she's calling it in here. To be nachos. I didn't see that in the lineup. Did y'all hear me read those? Oh, I want nachos now. These look outstanding. Oh, maybe I skipped over into the next. I didn't. No, we're still good. Okay. So baked tofu with peanut sauce. Uh, This is your basic baked tofu. You got a peanut sauce to dip it with. It looks so yummy and so easy. And we're getting 
about 18 grams of protein per serving in this. So that's lovely, my friends. Okay. Chapter three is salad power. Okay. So we got a Caesar's, a Caesar chef salad, black bean taco salad, Greek goddess Niswa salad, Tuscan summer pasta salad, noodle salad with edamame and sesame dressing, plant power Buddha bowls, curried rice and quinoa salad, chickpea tuna salad, and rainbow salad with lemon chia dressing. She's got a gorgeous uh, photo on the cover on the uh, chapter opener here. Very lovely. I want to see what we're making our Caesar salad dressing out of. So we're she's doing a lot of cashew based in this. Um, that's all right. That's good, girl. Okay. Wow. This um this has per serving for two uh per serving. Sorry for one serving of salad. If you do a big salad of this, it's got fifty four grams of protein. That's awesome. Uh, now that's for a big salad. If you do a smaller salad, it's going to be twenty eight grams of protein. So you can make four servings out of this salad or um two servings out of it. But even with the small one, you're getting 28 grams of protein at 410 calories. I think that's quite lovely. A black bean taco salad. Uh, well, let's see what else is in the Caesar salad. Oh, she's got some, um, she's got tofu in here. She's got store-bought vegan ham though. She gives you a ham recipe in the book as well. Chickpeas. So she is, this is like a protein power Caesar, I got it. Caesar chef salad, chef salad. That's why it has all that, those other goodies in it. Okay. Uh, so this is fun. Lots of good bowls in here. Ooh, she's got a recipe for tofu feta in here. All about the tofu feta. High in protein there as well. Tuscan summer pasta salad. So she says, you can make this salad ahead of time. Just hold off on adding the dressing and fresh basil until you're ready to serve. The serving size will vary depending on whether you're enjoying this as a side dish or a main dish. So we've got pasta in here, cooked uh, chickpeas, artichoke hearts, roasted red bell peppers, carrot, tomatoes, arugula, uh, scallions, olives, and capers, and basil with a balsamic-based vinaigrette. I am here for that Tuscan summer pasta salad. Ooh, love it. Now we're back at that noodle salad with edamame and, edamame, edamame and sesame dressing. I got to tell you, I am obsessed with soba noodle bowls. That's what's in here, right? Yeah, it's soba noodles in here, and I just love me a soba noodle bowl. I love it. Soba noodles mixed with a ton of vegetables, like thinly shredded cabbage and thinly sliced bell peppers. Oh, I'm here for it. And this just looks divine. It's got soba noodles, shelled edamame, tahini, plant milk, rice vinegar, tamari. This is the dressing we're getting into now. Lime juice, flax seeds, sriracha, ginger, a little, a little dash, a little pinch of sugar, uh, ground black pepper. And then in here, she's putting the cabbage, the carrots, a little bit of cilantro, uh, scallions, and then crushed peanuts on the top. So I'm here for that. I just, I just go make yourself some crunchy vegetables, mix it up with, uh, some edamame, uh, some soba noodles and just pour some like peanut dressing or sesame tahini dressing on it. Yum, 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 yum. And let's see what else we have here. Curried rice and quinoa salad, chickpea tuna salad. So old standby there. She's got that uh, 
slathered on some whole wheat bread there so you can make yourself a chickpea tuna salad sandwich rainbow salad with lemon chia dressing i love that so the dressing's made out of almond butter lemon juice rice vinegar uh, maple syrup chia seeds and you're gonna get 16 grams of protein here this makes uh i'm not sure how many oh i think it's just one so says so this colorful main dish salad is a great way to use leftover grains Warm up whatever you have on hand. If you also roast the sweet potatoes ahead of time, this salad can come together quickly. For even more protein, add some diced tofu. Yeah, I'm into that. Chapter four is super sandwiches. Okay, now I'm loving this because a sandwich is a really fun way to pack a lot of protein in because you've got the bases. You've got like tofu and tempeh and stuff like that that you can make bases out of lentils, you know, all those sorts of things. So in this chapter, we've got a tempeh avocado reuben. Okay. Sloppy lentils and shrooms, seitan and mushrooms, uh, euros, right? Gyros, euros, gyros, gyros. Is it euros? Or is that way wrong now? <laughs> Somebody tell me. Bean and beet burgers, plant powered, plant powered, plant powered club sandwiches, seitan cheesecake. Wow, just words, D. Seitan. Seitan cheese steaks, tofu banh mi, you can put that, uh, faux gras, sweet potato and tempeh burritos, black and white bean quesadillas, and tofu tacos with sriracha lime slaw. Oh, tofu tacos with cilantro lime slaw. This tempeh avocado reuben looks so easy. It's got the bread. It's got some vegan mayo. She specifically says soy mayo in here, which I'm guessing... Oh, you can make it in the book. So there's a recipe for soy mayo in here, which I'm guessing is going to give you a higher protein content. You got the avocado in here, braised tempeh that you're going to make, and some sauerkraut. Yes, please. 19 grams of protein on that sandwich. Sloppy lentils and shrooms. Now, I feel with anything like if i make a barbecue jackfruit sandwich i want to put mushrooms in it for some texture if i make a sloppy joe i love that she's adding the mushrooms into this for texture so good and let's see what else we got seitan cheese steak she's got an easy cheesy sauce in here that's going to go on this seitan cheese steak sandwich plant powered club sandwiches she's got a great cashew mayo you can also make in the book for that uh, it's going to have Dijon. You're going to have this on whole grain bread, some spinach leaves, a little bit of the ham from the book or vegan ham from the store, sliced tomatoes, everything seasoning. She likes it like I do. Her and I could cook together. I love that everything seasoning. Put it on everything. Uh, one ripe avocado and then uh, the strips of tempeh bacon cooked. Yum, yum. Oh, and then we get to this tofu banh mi and it just looks outstanding. She says, the banh mi is hands down my favorite sandwich. It's hard to resist a toasted roll filled with crisp veggies, hoisin glazed tofu, fragrant cilantro, spicy sriracha, and creamy mayo. And y'all, she's not wrong. There was a place in New York David and I went to when we were working on that Broadway show together. Um, it was like, because there there's not a lot of vegan food in Times Square. It's getting a little better every time we go. But like, man, it was tough back then. This was 2012. There was a place I think called Little Beat that was maybe like three, four blocks. Their hours were always weird, but they they had this vegan banh mi on the menu that was out of this world. It's that there's that pop of rice vinegar in a banh mi for me that just like really makes it. You know, she's saying the hoisin glazed tofu in here. Yes, that's going to be outstanding too. So I just I love. I don't make banh mi's enough. I think I need to get into my start feeling my banh mi world here. This is 23 grams of protein. 
in this bomb me sweet potato and tempeh burritos love a burrito and black and white bean quesadillas mixing those beans up because why not and honey those tofu tacos with sriracha lime slaw that i mentioned earlier on here just look they just look so good it's it's for let's see for four tortillas wow for if you want to eat four you're going to get 19 grams of protein and it's 420 calories that's like 105 calories per taco. That's kind of yummy and great. Okay, chapter five, stovetop simmas and skillets, Moroccan lentil and chickpea soup, black bean soup with tempeh bacon, white bean soup with kale and sausage, tofu ramen bowls, three bean chili, tortilla soup with pinto beans and tempeh, Brunswick stew, jambalaya red beans and rice, African peanut stew and red beans with sweet potatoes, spaghetti with lentil bolognese sauce, edamame fried rice and quinoa, pasta and white beans with spinach walnut pesto indonesian noodles with tempeh and broccoli tofu stir fry with cashews gosh i just you know recorded another solo episode yesterday and it was that tofu cookery book if you listen to the episode but she goes over some stir fries in that and there's just nothing better to me than some tofu and broccoli with like a nice stir fry sauce. i just love it it's just so yummy so, so many great things. She even gives you a, a harissa blend in here. So there's sort of all these little, you'll find throughout the book, these little one-off tiny recipes that are really cute that you can use in different things. Um, so I, I always appreciate that. It's almost like a little, a little bonus. Black bean soup with tempeh bacon. Here for it. I love a black bean soup so much. Y'all, did you know, um, I thought, and I, all my years now in food, I can't, I thought that the gas that you get from beans was eliminated more when you use dried beans because you could soak them, rinse them off. And I thought that that helped eliminate the gas. Turns out it's actually the canned beans because they're sitting longer and they have to, I guess I, I was just amazed. My colleague enlightened me and I was like, that can't be right. I was like, I swear it's the other way around. And I looked it up and I was like, sure enough. That's right. Doesn't matter for me. Either way, I'm getting the toots, y'all. But I love me some beans. So I got to take that bean or that gas X. Hey, TMI here by myself. All by myself. Talking to you on the other end. Thank you for joining me today. Moving right along. We got white bean soup with kale and sausage. Love that. Tofu ramen bowls. Looks so good. I love ramen. We've got this ramen place around the corner. I can't remember the name of it. They have one vegan option and it's so good. We've only gotten it one time, but I was like, this is everything I could swim in it. But it was very hot, very spicy. David was like, be careful. Uh, Cause it was right after my surgery when we got it. And I was like, um, three bean chili. Mm, so high protein in this 21 grams of protein in a serving you're getting those three beans in there you've got what kind do we got here and this is your basic chili recipe we got onion we got carrot we got red bell pepper i might not have normally put that in a chili but i'm here for it uh my mom used to put green pepper in her chilies my mom also puts green pepper in her lasagna which i if you're probably screaming at me right now when i say that you're like that is absolutely do not do that but i gotta tell you it's one of those things where you kind of grow up as a kid <laughs> And now it's like that flavor is so nostalgic to me, that green pepper. So I do it in my lasagna. I know that's crazy. And to me, that's a classic lasagna. Nobody in my family is Italian, though. I swear there is some Italian in me, but like nobody's in, in my family is Italian. So basically we have just, you know, tore that recipe to shreds, but I can't help it now. I want to put green pepper. I want to saute my peppers and onions and garlic. And I want that to be like my base for my lasagna. Oh, is that terrible? I feel like I'm giving you guys a lot of reasons to scream at me on this particular episode. 
And I'm just going to say, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. Like, I just, you know, I'm a man of a certain age now, and I just need to be okay with you not liking everything I say. I'm okay with not being liked, essentially, because your story is your story. My story is my story. I love me. Hey! (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I'm into me. Why not? You got to be into yourself before anyone else is going to be, right? So I, I encourage you to also love yourself with all you got here. All right, moving on. We got tortilla soup with pinto beans and tempeh. Brunswick stew. She says the homey southern stew is generally made with whatever proteins are at hand. In this case, it happens to be lentils and plant-based sausage, but feel free to use another type of bean or add tempeh or seitan instead, or in addition to the sausage. Like most soups and stews, this tastes even better the day after it's made. Yes, because I love a soup sits and, and it sits in the fridge. The, the flavors get more intense. They get more robust. I just made a red lentil soup. It's actually on universalmeals.org. That's where I sort of took the base from it today, but I didn't have everything that was on there. But it's from Spork Foods. Uh, you know, the sister duo chefs, they've been on the podcast before. Uh, Spork Foods, they've got the books Vegan 101, Spork Fed. I believe they have a restaurant now called Sunshine Something in LA. Um, but uh, they've got this great red lentil soup that they did for Universal Meals, and I love it, love it, love it. Uh, so I did a variation of it today. I didn't have the carrots uh, that it called for or the red pepper. So I had a jar of roasted red peppers. So I sauteed a shallot, roasted red peppers, and that was my base. And then I put the lentils in and did everything else. It's so yummy. I can't wait to eat it for lunch. I'm going to do it. She's got jambalaya, red beans, and rice in here. African peanut stew with red beans and sweet potatoes. Spaghetti with lentil bolognese and edamame fried rice and quinoa. Now that, what a great way to get a, a protein pop in your fried rice. Well, and she's mixing quinoa and rice smart lady pasta and white beans with spinach walnut pesto oh it looks so good gosh darn if i don't want some pesto and pasta now i love sketty just plain just plain plain sketty with a little sauce a little pesto or a little marinara or just plain with some vegan parmesan just plain i also like that pasta aioli pasta wow spaghetti spaghetti it's where it's just the parsley and the garlic a little bit of cooking water and oil aglioli i don't know i'm butchering all the names today but i love it and then some parm in there oh babies indonesian noodles with tempeh this looks outstanding it's a rice vermicelli uh noodle mix says she she says you can use cooked ramen or cooked spaghetti braised tempeh we're using peanut butter for the sauce here Oh, it's got that sambal olik in it. Y'all, you know, that's hard to find these days. This has 31 grams of protein. That's great. And it's a 600 ca- 680 calories for a meal, 331 grams of protein. I, I would chow down on those calories for that protein. I'm here for it. Broccoli tofu stir fry with cashews. Baby, it looks so good. I want me all of this stir fry all the time. She says tofu, broccoli, and cashews provide lots of protein and other nutrients in this delicious stir fry prepare the tofu ahead of time and the dish can be on the table in minutes instead of tofu you can make this with tempeh or seitan or simply add more and different vegetables serve overcooked rice or your favorite grain or tossed with noodles that is one of the things i love about a stir fry is that 
you can switch out the vegetables. You can kind of do whatever you want with it. You know, you can have fun with it. Once you have a base that you work with and you do all the time, you can just like kind of have a good old time making any kind of stir fry you want or like whatever's left in the refrigerator. You can use that to make your stir fry. It's quite lovely. All right. Chapter six is called From the Oven. Plant-powered meatloaf, easy-peasy mac and cheesy, white bean cassoulet, super shepherd's pie, chili cheesy baked potatoes, roasted cauliflower and potatoes with chickpeas and charmola sauce. I wonder what that is. We're going to look it up. Major lasagna, black bean enchiladas, and chickpea piccata with mushrooms. Now let's take a look at the super shepherd's pie. What are we putting in there to make? Oh, see, we got little... um. This is great. We got little uh, snippet, little those side recipes. We got an almost instant brown gravy and a white bean mashed potatoes. Uh, super shepherd's pie. So this is getting super with what? She says, this cozy casserole features cooked lentils in place of the ground meat, but you can also use chopped seitan tempeh or reconstituted TVP if you prefer. Textured vegetable protein, y'all. It is not my favorite thing. I've I've worked with it a lot and... There have been times that I like it, but it's just, it's just not really for me. But some people really dig it, and it is great for, uh, I mean, that's why it's called texture vegetable protein. It's a great resource of protein. Um, I, I have some on hand. I'll pop it into something every now and then, but it's not my go-to. But for a uh, super shepherd's pie, it sounds great for a shepherd's pie. I think that would be really yummy. Okay. There was another one. Oh, that Shamala sauce. C-H-A-R-M-O-U-L-A. I hope she says what it is. Ah, right off the bat, she says, charmala sauce, kind of a North African pesto, is a delicious topping for tender roasted cauliflower and potatoes in this sheet pan supper. And y'all, it looks great. It's chickpeas, cauliflower, and potatoes, and then this very thick, like, pesto on the side. How yummy, yummy, yummy is that? I'm here for it. So lots of great sheet pan meals to sort of uh, elevate your cooking very quickly on a weeknight, which we're here for. We love that. Quick and easy. Now, interestingly enough, our breakfast section is at the back of the book. So this is chapter seven, breakfast of champions, she calls it. It's got a super frittata. It's got cookies for breakfast, sausage and sweet potato hash, potato and bacon breakfast burritos, banana peanut butter overnight oats. Yes, yes, yes. Breakfast quinoa and mango and cashew. Breakfast quinoa with mango and cashews, cheesy mushroom scramble, everything avocado toast with white beans and roasted tomatoes. Come on, get at it, Robin Robertson. Peanut butter and banana smoothie and almond butter French toast. So um, we've got here this uh, breakfast quinoa and mangoes and man with mango and cashews. Does anyone out there eat quinoa for breakfast? There was a place that we did for the vegan roadie in Boston called Coco Beat. Uh, and I, I, I regretted it because the owners, he went on camera and basically said, my wife had cancer and we wanted to feed her nutritious food. So we started juicing and we started creating all of these plant-based items for her and she started getting stronger and healthier. And I said, oh, well, how are you now? Do you follow a plant-based diet? He's like, no, I still love a steak. He's like, after five o'clock, I eat whatever I want. He's like, but before that, I'm plant-based. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. That's not that's not my the message I'm trying to show on that. I mean, that's his life and that's fine. But it amazes me when someone's like, we went vegan because of the health benefits. And now we still eat a steak after five o'clock. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say to you right now. Anyways, he had for breakfast... A, you can go watch it. 
you go watch that show. It's the Boston episode. Drew, who worked on the Vegan Roadie with me, as some of you might know, uh, he did the camera, the editing, all the good, good, good stuff. Um, we just pretty much act like that's our lost episode. We went to Boston and had lots of trouble filming. We had lots of trouble getting restaurants to say yes. Um, I think Veggie Galaxy is there maybe, and they weren't available to film at that time, but I was there with a show. So like we had to do it in that window. So we didn't get like the restaurants I would have liked to have had during our time there. And then it just kind of fell apart. Like we were filming and we got a ticket and like just all these crazy things happened when we were filming. Um, and we left not loving Boston. I like Boston. So for people listening, I don't hate on Boston, but it was a, just a difficult shoot for two people. <laughs> and I didn't get to represent the vegan offerings in Boston the way I would have liked to, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause, and now there's so much more, which is really cool. Um, so maybe one day, you never know, maybe we'll go back. Maybe um, I'm no young gentleman anymore though. That filming like that was made for a person of youth. <laughs> Cause it was a lot of running around, a lot of scheduling, a lot of madness, but we filmed at this place, Coco beat. Now that I've aired their dirty laundry and, um, they had this quinoa breakfast bowl. And I was like, I don't love that. That's weird, but I had it and it was delicious. It was, you know, warm quinoa with some warm milk and maple syrup and berries and bananas and walnuts. It was so yummy. Uh, so I love in here that she's got a breakfast quinoa bowl with mango and cashews. Again, great protein option with that quinoa. Uh, everything avocado toast. I bet you she's going to be serving on that toast some everything seasoning. Let's see here. Oh, I might be wrong, maybe. Oh, yep. Everything seasoning mixes on the top. So it's got, she says, avocado toast has gained culinary cult status for a reason. It's delicious. You're right, Miss Robertson. Now you can have your avocado toast and your plant protein too. This recipe amps up the protein with cannellini beans, sprouted whole grain bread, and a sprinkle of everything seasoning. Caramelized roasted tomatoes add a rich flavor. Yes, yes, yes. I get into it. I love that. Sausage and sweet potato hash cookies for breakfast. She said loaded with protein and bursting with flavor and healthful ingredients. These not too sweet cookies are perfect for breakfast on the go. So what do we got in here? We got oats, oat flour, blueberries or cranberries or goji berries dried, walnuts or pecans, flax seeds, chia seeds, cinnamon, salt, uh, banana, maple syrup, a uh, little bit of oil, plain unsweetened milk and plant milk, of course, and vanilla extract. Making yourself a little cookie for breakfast there. Now, almond butter French toast. She says, start your day with this hearty and delicious French toast made with almond butter and tofu, topped with toasted slivered almonds and maple syrup. So we're using silken tofu to make the egg base, essentially, for this French toast. So you can fry that French toast up in a skillet and enjoy it. I love some French toast. All right, chapter eight is protein-rich sweets. She's not leaving us hanging here. She's giving us a sweets chapter, which I love. Uh, I also should have mentioned in this, she opens the book. Her dedication just says, for the animals. I love that. That's going to be my next, uh, whatever my next project is. Uh, you know, if a book, hopefully I'm just going to say, for the animals, baby. For the animals. Okay, chapter eight, protein-rich sweets chocolate kissed peanut butter pie oh come on i'm already in double chocolate brownies nut lovers cheesecake gonna i'm just gonna blow right past that one two seed chocolate truffles almond butter blondies protein power bars pecan oatmeal cookies banana peanut butter ice cream and blueberry chia pudding let's take a look at that first one the chocolate kissed 
peanut butter pie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. She says, this peanut butter pie is complemented by chocolate because chocolate. The addition of almond flour and tofu plus the peanuts and peanut butter, of course, provide a wealth of protein to this decadent treat. If you prefer a firm, fudgy texture, keep the pie in the freezer for a softer, creamier texture. Keep it in the refrigerator. So we've got a crust that's made of almond flour, cocoa powder, maple syrup, and a little bit of oil. The filling is going to be semi-sweet chocolate chips melted, silken tofu, natural peanut butter, maple syrup, cocoa powder, and vanilla extract. And then she's got a drizzle on the top that's made of dark chocolate chips, a little oil, and then uh, some crushed uh, peanuts on the top as well. Y'all, it looks so good. So we've got, if we do, uh, so per serving... It's, it makes 12 servings. You get 28 grams of protein. No, sorry. Haha. 12 grams of protein per slice. That's pretty good for a sweet, y'all. That's pretty good for a sweet. Double chocolate brownies. Are we doing anything? What are we, we're using black beans in here to get the protein in those double chocolate brownies. Almond butter blondies. These look so yummy. We're using chickpeas in here in our uh, blondies. So chickpeas and almond butter to get some protein in there. We're doing seven grams of protein per serving for a blondie. And then protein power bars, pecan oatmeal cookies. Oh, she's got a little extra recipe in here for some chocolate sauce because you know you want some chocolate sauce. All right. This takes us to the end of the book, my babies. We're on chapter nine, plant protein basics. So meats of the field, beans, basically it says, braised tempeh, baked seitan, plant perfect sausage, tempeh bacon, ham I am, tofu bacon, and baked marinated tofu. Let's check out that ham I am. What's this made out of? She says, protein-rich beans and vital wheat gluten are the main ingredients of this versatile loaf. I'm talking about the ham I am. After baking, it can be chilled and thinly sliced to use in sandwiches and sautés or chopped or diced to use in stews, stir-fries, scrambles, or salads. I love that. Uh, we get 60 grams of protein per serving in this, y'all. 60 grams of protein per serving. I'm seeing a little, uh, little hiccup here, though, because I'm not seeing what constitutes a serving. So that's bumming me out a little bit. But I guess... Oh, per four ounces. Okay, so she says you're getting about a pound and a half. So a half pound is eight ounces. So one, two. So there's six servings in this. Great. Okay, so you get 60 grams of protein in a serving for 390 calories. So good on you, Robin, using them that vital wheat gluten in the beans. So she's really giving you a place to make your own uh, proteins here with the tempeh, the seitan, the sausage, the bacon, the ham, the tofu bacon. So she's really trying to set you up with some options that you can make from scratch at home, which is lovely. The next and last section is from the non-dairy case. She has cashew cream, cashew sour cream, tofu sour cream, cashew mayonnaise, soy mayonnaise, and cashew cream cheese. So those are all great bases uh, for a decent, you know, instead of just buying some processed food, you can have something that uh, is made from scratch. So you know what the ingredients are in it. Most of these all have like one to two grams of protein per recipe. Um, Uh-oh, though, this the last recipe in the book. We'll close it out on this, though. That's a, It's a downer note, and I don't mean it to be. It's a cashew cream cheese with zero grams of protein. So what's going on there? It's a protein book, my gal. Uh, but hey, Let's not that let that be the shining example of protein in this book uh, because it's clearly a staples chapter. You can slather. Ooh, I'm going to close it off with this plant 
plant perfect sausage. She says these sausage links can be sliced or chopped and used as a pizza topping or to add to a scramble. They're also great small sub rolls with sauteed onions and bell peppers for less heat. Omit the cayenne and cut back on the red pepper flakes. She uses kidney beans in this. She uses vital wheat gluten. So she's mixing the wheat gluten and the kidney beans to get 22 grams of protein per serving. Makes six links. So one link is 210 calories for 22 grams of protein. And it looks delicious. These sausages look really, really yummy. And that's Plant Perfect Sausage from the Meats of the Field chapter. And then, of course, you've got that chapter from the non-dairy case to close it out, uh, which is really just to accompany your uh, other items, your heavy protein items. So this is great. And that is, y'all, that is the Plant Protein Revolution Cookbook. Plant Protein, the Plant Protein Revolution Cookbook, supercharge your body with more than 85 delicious vegan recipes made with protein-rich, plant-based ingredients. I'm going to get off here and make this soba noodle bowl with edamame and sesame dressing for my meal prep because that sounds like something I want in my life. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you'll come back next week for a brand new episode. Keep on cooking, and hey, remember, it's nice to be nice. This has been a Muzzy Cat production.